You're listening to a five-minute version of Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. I saw people in wheelchairs get up and run. I saw people who couldn't have children suddenly get pregnant. There's enough in me that has FOMO to wonder what's God going to do in the house this morning. Yeah. And I think a lot of us don't show up because we're afraid of what will happen. The book is broken up into four sections. You talked about it last week, but I wonder if you could just tell us once again how you did it. The hurt, the hard, the hope, and the holy is really my journey without saying that this is an autobiography because it's not. I share snippets of my life, um, but I mostly focus on people in the Bible and people that we've read about in the scriptures that stayed against crazy circumstances. I mean, Joseph in a pit and Judas and Jesus at the table and um, Paul, you know, continuing to get shipwrecked over and over again to the point where you're kind of like, Paul, why do you keep getting back in the boat, buddy? Like, you know, you're hurt over and over and over again. Like, why do you keep getting back in? And we learn from the scriptures is that the risks were there, but the reward was greater. And that's the way I feel about the church. Some people would be like, well, if the church just keeps hurting you, why do you keep going back into the building? Mm. And it's like, because we have to believe that though there is going to be the hard and the hurt, that there's going to be a hope and a holiness that's going yeah. to come because it says in the scriptures that where there is unity, it commands the Lord's blessing. Mm. And where two or more are gathered, that he is in our midst. And there's all these promises of what happens when the redeemed come together and share their testimonies and they worship together. And that's what I'm interested in. I wanna know what God's going to do. And growing up, I saw people healed at altars. I saw people in wheelchairs get up and run. I saw people who couldn't have children suddenly get pregnant. Wow. There's enough in me that has FOMO to wonder what's God going to do in the house this morning. Yeah. And so I go out of anticipation and expectation rather than fear of getting hurt. Yeah. And I think this book takes us on that journey with some tension of how do we overcome that hurt and that hard to pursue the hope and the holy. You talked to us in an earlier episode about how in the season, you couldn't imagine why this was happening. But now looking back, you can see God's hand in all of it. It's true. And, you know, I believe that the church that hurt my family so badly when I was a senior in high school, I have avoided and had avoided stepping back into that sanctuary because I didn't want to be reminded of the pain. And two years ago, the new pastors who were in my youth group at the time of all of this, they call me and they ask me to come lead worship for the 100 year anniversary. Mm. I was like, no, why would I do that? There's been therapy and medication to help me get over this. Like, why would I step back into that? Yeah. And honestly, why I almost wasn't in ministry. And so the Lord said, you're writing a book about a reconciled church, you'll go back. And I flew into Cincinnati and I walked into that sanctuary and everything was as it always has been. The people I thought were 80 when I was a kid clearly weren't because they're still alive. They're <laughs> sitting in their pews, same seat, same Another everything. they 180. They're like 180 yeah. now. And I remember getting up on that platform and there are people in that room associated with our exit. They know our family story. They know what happened and they didn't try to stop it. They let the hurt happen and nobody tried to stop it. 
And I'm up there trying to lead worship and I'm feeling all these emotions. I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling like rejection all over again, as I did when I was 18 and wrestling as I'm trying to lead. And it came to the point in the message where the pastor goes through and starts introducing all of us on the platform. And he gets to me and I think, oh my gosh, this is like, there's going to be another great exodus. They they don't even recognize it's me and they're going to all freak out when they find out. And he gets to me and he says, this is Natalie. Her dad was one of our favorite pastors to ever pastor this church. And the whole room goes up in a standing ovation. Wow. And the Lord said, they never hated you. That was just a tactic of the enemy to make you think that everybody was bad and the whole wow. church was bad. But what you thought was this exile was actually an exodus. And I got off the platform and all the old ladies are coming up and they're kissing me and they are saying, you look just like your daddy and tell your mom we miss her singing. And the Lord said, if you would have quit, you would have never seen this. You would have never seen me make all things new. You would have never seen this moment where you were celebrated, not tolerated. And I think we're quitting before the miracle. I think we're not going back. It's actually robbing us of a miracle, not you know, putting us in harm. There are good churches all over the world. Wow. Well, I thank God for you, Natalie Runyon. And this story, which could not have been easy, and it's also not done. Mm -hmm. There's more to come. You can read a lot about it in her book that comes out on July 4th, 2023, called Raised to Stay. Anywhere you can find a book, you can pre-order now. You can get your very own copy and start reading it as soon as it arrives after July 4th. But we want to say thank you. We have another episode, so we hope that you'll join us next week as we wrap up our time with Natalie Runyon from Raised to Stay on Words of Life. Thanks for listening. To hear the full version of this week's episode, subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.